welcome to the Being a Whole Person podcast. I'm Rebecca Haas, a pianist, composer, and creative wellness coach, and my job is to help you self-compassionately grow your creative practice from a supportive foundation of wellness. This podcast features honest conversations, resources, inspiration, and tangible tips to help you cultivate more balance and ease in your work and life, follow through on your goals without constant hustle, and also feel like a whole person in the process. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. I'm disrupting the normal schedule a little bit today because my world has been very disrupted. If you follow me on social media or if you get my newsletter, you already know the sad news that we lost our sweet Rusty the Cat last Friday. He had stopped eating and gotten really lethargic, and then we found out that he was very sick. So last Friday definitely tied for worst day of my life, but I also know that that's because he was so important to me. If you've been following my stuff for any amount of time, you've probably seen a picture of Rusty. He was adorable and he was my relaxation mentor. And I shouldn't say past tense because his spirit will continue on and he will continue to inspire me to be kind to myself and relax. And hopefully he will have that effect on you too. So I'm going to say present tense, even though he isn't in this physical realm anymore. I had debated doing an episode at all this week just because grief is hard. It's been a hard thing to adjust to not having my little orange buddy here. But in the end, I thought that I wanted to pay tribute to him a little bit here and also share, as I did in my newsletter this Monday, just some of the lessons that are coming through as we're moving through this grief, which is an incredible teacher and is incredibly painful all at once. Life, right? So I wrote a really nice tribute to him that's on Facebook and Instagram, and I'll link to that so you can go read the whole thing. But my favorite part is that Rusty's focus was on the simple yet important things in life, food and friends, also snoozing. So these are just the basics, right? The important people in our lives feeding ourselves slash enjoying life through sensory pleasures and rest. As I'm sure you know, if you've experienced a big loss, such as a death of someone you love, it really changes how you think about your world, right? It changes how you think about your priorities. It puts things into perspective. Grief also slows everything way down. And I'm not going to lie, it was a really difficult weekend, but There was also beauty in the rawness of that grief. My partner, Tom, and I were just there to support each other, you know, there to give each other hugs when we needed to, enjoyed delicious foods when we had the appetite for it, just kind of walked around the neighborhood, shared stories, created photo albums. I found out that I have almost 1,400 photos of Rusty on my phone, which Sounds excessive, maybe, but I'm really glad I have all of those now, of course. As I said in this week's creative wellness letter, I'm not sharing this just to garner sympathy, although I don't refuse any kind words, of course, but I need to be honest. I need to keep it real, and it's real that hard things happen to us, right? And that situations aren't always ideal, and kind of showing just how 
we go on anyway and we can be extra kind to ourselves when hard things are happening. So I shared two big reminders. The first one is that grief is weird and very non-linear and we need to be ridiculously tender in caring for ourselves through it. That term ridiculously tender comes from my friend Sarah Garnier who is a wonderful human and a healer of many different types. She was actually a guest back in season one when this podcast was a little bit different, more about business, spirituality, and self-care, but it's a wonderful interview and conversation with her. And I find myself going back to that reminder a lot. We get to be ridiculously tender with ourselves whenever we need to, and we don't need a big reason for it, like a huge loss like this. I get really frustrated too with people talking about the five stages of grief as if they're this line and you're like, okay, well, I've checked off denial and now I can go on to the next one. And you know, it's not linear. Grief is like a scribbly meandering series of overlapping drawings or something, maybe spirally sometimes, but usually with no particular order to it. It's confusing. So I think just acknowledging the reality of that is really helpful. And also just, I want to say to you that we are all experiencing some form of grief, right? Two years into a pandemic, we're still processing a whole lot of grief, even though it might not be as tangible as losing a specific person or a pet. So I just want to send you lots of love and compassion as you're navigating through whatever you are going through right now. And just validate that, yes, we're going through it. You get to be tender with yourself through it and give yourself the care that you need, no matter what that looks like, even if it feels kind of weird, but comforting. I've been hugging a pillow a lot lately. It's not that weird, but maybe a little bit weird. feels nice to just have that tactile sensation. Cool. I'm all for doing what you need to do to feel better. And then my second big lesson that's been coming through is just that love is the most important thing. And I wrote this kind of in conjunction with Valentine's Day, which of course is problematic for a number of reasons, over-commercializing things and, you know, saying that romantic love is more important and maybe prizing partnership over being single and all these problematic messages. We don't have to buy into any of those. It's just about love, right? Whatever the love looks like, it can be love of yourself, it can be love of your art, your creative practice, it can be love of that cookie that you get at that cafe you like. I'm here to celebrate all of it. And some of the most beautiful words in our little tribute were written by my partner, Tom. He said, we truly believe that Rusty helped us learn to love better and more deeply with a profound patience and expectation that this is the way to exist. Our hope going forward is to live and inhabit these lessons, to love as tenaciously as he loved, and to share this love freely and openly. That's what it's all about, right? Also, I'm amazed that I could read those words without crying. (laughs) It's been tough. So I know this isn't the normal type of episode, but I wanted to keep you updated on what's actually happening in my life. And just give you my wish for you, which is that you can follow your love, whatever your love looks like, all, all different kinds. And I'm sending you love as well. 
take care and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Being a Whole Person. The music you're hearing right now was written and performed by me, supported by Tim O'Keefe on percussion. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you shared with a friend, subscribed, or left a rating and review, which will help more people find the show. You can find show notes at coachingforcreativewellness.com slash podcast. See you next time and be kind to yourself.